Welcome to the Joseph Barlow Ministries podcast. Here, you'll learn from a real-life dad about raising a family, developing a healthy marriage, and teaching your children to find their purpose. Here he is, Joe Barlow. Hey friends, this is Joe Barlow, and I just dropped my daughters off at high school. This morning, it's homecoming week, and uh, it's raining, and I'm driving home. And I just thought I should share with you, as a matter of fact, I I called my wife and told her this, and she said, you should make a podcast. So I'm just doing it right now. I hope this is okay with you. So what I want to talk about is what I just shared with my daughters, because it was a pretty powerful teaching moment. So here I dropped them off. They're all excited about homecoming week. They're dressing up, you know, doing all the different activities. Like my daughter today was dressed like a, a Cheeto fan or something. I don't know. Wearing hot Cheetos, hot flaming Cheetos shirt and uh, pants or whatever. It was pretty funny. But, you know, our we have seven kids, and these youngest two are the ones who have gone to more regular school than any of our other kids. And in a sense, that could be a little concerning for me because of the a level of success that we have had in homeschooling. It's been actually quite powerful. And uh, if you think about, if you, maybe you know, some of you know, a lot of you might not know, the level of success we've had in, in homeschooling our kids um, our oldest daughter started her business when she was 16, uh, her photography business. And her first wedding, uh, photog- you know, doing photography, was my first wedding as a minister. And it was also my son Mark's first wedding uh, as a musician. And um, so Sarah started her business when she was 16 years old. And uh, she ha- went on. By the time she was 20, she or, or yeah, by the time she was 20, she had already had I don't know if it was 80 interns or something like that, and um, it was very powerful what she had going on. Um, she had like 80 interns that uh, she had taught and trained. You know, they would come to the house, stay with us. People were flying in from other countries to get an internship with Sarah. Well, we were giving her these opportunities to run her own business. And so by the time she was 20, you know, she was in the way, uh, the upper above, let's say above five, six thousand dollars that she was charging for a wedding. And that's amazing for a teenager. Right. Um, And then you've got Andrew with the things that he has done are phenomenal. I mean, becoming a police officer, but then working for a company from the time he was 16 and then um, working himself from from, uh, a customer service rep all the way up to being the CEO of the company, or is it basically a $5 million conglomerate of companies? And the success that he had there was astounding. And then for him to come home and work for this other company, oh, it's just a beautiful thing to see what God's doing in his life. <clears throat> and then Natalie, with uh, her and Danny, with uh, the um, uh, the work that she's doing as a pastor, 
and the teaching that she's doing and the and the personal ministry and the inner healing stuff that she does it's phenomenal right and then uh so then then there's mark and um his first album uh soul hymns uh already broke 30 million listens on spotify and now then there's <clears throat> his second album is coming out and it's already blowing up and uh, it's called hymns and soul which is pretty cool um it's uh got five worship songs and five uh love songs pretty awesome and this album is so good so so good johnny with what he's doing uh he actually helps me with joseph barlow ministries and he's the one that produces this podcast and you know and him and his wife they're i mean they're amazing folks but then there's olivia and juliana okay so um the older ones were all homeschooled a lot. Olivia and Juliana, we ran out of gas. After 22 years of homeschooling, we kind of ran out of gas. And we're like, oh, man. So we put them into a private school, which is a great private school. I mean, we love those people over there. And then now they're in at a high school, and uh, a private high school. And we love it. It's, they, are, they do everything excellently. And we really love how the school is run. But here's what I shared with them this morning as I was talking to them. I said, listen, girls, I said, don't let this school's standards be your standard. I said, don't uh, allow this. Uh, the fact that you didn't get that personal training from me and mom, the way that Nancy would teach the kids and the way that I would teach the kids, um, the girl, these two youngest didn't really get that. And so I'm going through this. I'm thinking about this. I'm praying about it. But today I finally shared it with him. I said, don't let this be a detriment to you. And I said, the way that you can do that is don't, don't let this school standards be your standard. Even though this school that they're going to, the standards are extraordinarily high. Okay. But we can't allow other people to set our standards. Now, if you had somebody who was mentally, I mean, just completely incompetent, they, I mean, you know, can't really take care of themselves. For them, if they could tie their shoes in a day, that is an awesome day. Well, that determines, see, their personal gifting and their personal abilities and talents and skills, that determines their standards of what makes it an awesome day or what makes it uh, what are the goals and things that they should be going after? But I said, girls, don't let this school's standards be your standard. Because you've got to get the standards from God, from his word. You've got to get the standards also from how God made you. If you are a world-class, if you are talented with a world-class skill, let's say guitar or piano or or poetry or anything like that, uh, your standard should be like what the Olympians do. I mean, if you're a, if you're a world, if you've got world-class gymnast capability, you should be training eight hours a day. Okay. You should be, uh, that should be your standard because the gift should determine what your standards are. The abilities God gave you should determine what your standards are. And we need to take this approach 
and don't go with what other people stand for. That, that school, they may be just getting the kids ready to go to college. I say, kids, don't let that be your standard. Just getting ready to go to college is not your standard. For us personally, just so you know, and uh, this may go against your grain, and I apologize if it hurts your feelings, but um, none of our kids went to college uh, as far as like a four-year, going for a four-year bachelor's degree or anything like that. Um, but I said, if you, we, we actually, we raised our kids more with the rich dad, poor dad mindset, the Robert Kiyosaki, um, you know, instead of trying to figure out what kind of company you could work for or should work for, you try to figure out what kind of companies you should own. Okay. And that is a, that's a deal. That's something to pay attention to. What kind of companies should you own? And so I was saying, girls, the, the standard of this school is to get kids ready for college. Don't let that be your standard. I said, you got to pay attention to your destiny. You got to pay attention to, to what you're called to. That's what's going to determine what your standards are. So just getting, just acing a test or something like that. If you think that you've arrived because you got a 4.0, that's nothing. That is no big deal. I mean, yes, I applaud you for getting your homework done. Um, but is that really what your standards should be? Is that really what you want to do? So I said, if you're, um, it, the, the point of this school is college prep. They're getting all the kids ready to be excellent college students and to get into a great college. Well, and that's what students from this school do. They go to great colleges. Well, then what's the purpose of the college? The majority of colleges in the United States they are getting you ready to be an excellent employee, or at least a good employee. They also have a lot of other agendas that I am extraordinarily in opposition to. Uh, some of the socialist agenda, if you, if, you do this, if you look at the stats, over 60% of the United States college graduates are highly in favor of socialism, which means they're being indoctrinated in the schools. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Okay, so why would I spend $100,000 to send my child to a school to get them indoctrinated into a liberal mindset and a, uh, an indoctrination into desiring socialism? By no means would I do that. I believe in capitalism. I believe that capitalism is what saved this country from starvation at its very roots. And that's what Thanksgiving is all about. It's about the departure from, from socialism and the embracing of capitalism. And that's why they had such abundance at Thanksgiving is because they had uh, let each person own their own property and enjoy the fruits of their own labor. And socialism does not allow that. Capitalism does. I want my children to know and understand, like it says in Isaiah 48, verse 17, the Lord says, I am thy God, and I will teach you how to profit. I am the Lord your God. I'm not quoting the whole verse correctly, but this is the gist of it. I am the Lord, and I will teach you how to profit. Well, we need to teach our children how to profit. So I don't want the standards of the school to dumb my kids down. Well, Joe, don't you think that's kind of a high and mighty, uh, prideful and arrogant approach? No, actually, I don't. I think 
Uh, I don't I don't have a responsibility to honor the school's approach. I have a responsibility to honor the gifts that are in my children. And I don't believe that the school offers enough uh, challenge to them. And um, because of that, I told my girls, listen, don't let this dumb you down. Don't think that these standards are okay. They're not okay. At least they're not okay relative to who you are gifted to be. Now, friends, parents, if you're, if you're a parent, what if you had heard this when you were a child? What if somebody had reset your goal system to instead of comparing it to others, <clears throat> which the scripture says, Paul says, those who compare themselves with themselves are not wise. Well, that's what the American school system is doing. It's just all about comparing ourselves with others. No, you need to compare yourself to your own potential. You need to compare yourself and you need to get your children to compare themselves to their potential. Don't compare yourself to uh, the standards of a school or what those schools can provide. Compare yourself to the potential that God put in you. If you compare yourself to that potential, you will work to you will work out your salvation. You will bring out what's in you. You will get it out of you, out to others, and it will satisfy you deeply. But you'll never be satisfied to the fullness of the degree that you could be satisfied with um, if you just do it you know, the school's way, or just meet the standards of the school. So that's foolishness, my friends. Let's go with the standard of who God created you to be, okay? I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to encourage you here. And I do believe that those who have ears to hear are going to hear what I'm saying because this is powerful. Now, God challenged, um, God challenged many people. As a matter of fact, God challenged um, uh Gideon. Now, Gideon was in the smallest tribe of Israel. He was in—he was the lowest of his clan, and he was hiding in a in a wine press, threshing wheat at a wine press. You know why he was doing that? Because he was scared the enemy was going to come in and take all his food away, which they were doing regularly. So he was hiding, uh, threshing wheat in a hidden place. Okay, and then the angel of the Lord shows up and says. You know, hey, oh, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon's looking around like, who are you talking to? I mean, you obviously can't be talking to me. I'm I'm like a I'm like an imbecile. I'm like in the lowest tribe. I'm the smallest. I'm the least. Who are you calling a mighty man of valor? Because that's for sure not me. So you see that he had what uh, I, I think biblically could be called a grasshopper mentality. A mentality that says, I'm no good and I could never amount to anything. Okay? Now, the Israelites had this same problem. If you remember, Moses sent the 12 spies into Israel. And uh, he said, Go, or not, in, not into Israel. Well, yeah, into Israel, but it was Canaan land at the time. And he sent them into the promised land and said, go spy out the land. So 12 of these spies go in there and they uh, they scope out the land. As a matter of fact, they bring home a cluster of grapes that was so big that two men, two men had to carry it on a pole between them so that people could taste of the fruit of the new land, the promised land, the land that was flowing with milk and honey. And so they brought the fruit back, 
However, two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, the land is indeed a good land. It's wonderful. Let's go up and let's take the land. And the other 10 spies said, listen, it is a good and awesome land, but the people there are, are giants. The giants live there. And we were like grasshoppers in their sight. We are not able to take this land. Um, <laughs> they're going to destroy us. So 10 spies had a completely negative self-attitude, self-opinion. They, I, I think the problem with their math, you know, when they were doing their math comparison, in a sense, they weren't adding God to their equation. So they were just thinking themselves against the them versus the, the inhabitants of Canaan. Well, they thought for sure we're dead. Joshua and Caleb, the way they did their math was us plus God against them. For sure we can take it. It's like this is a no-brainer. This is no problem. But those ten spies, because they did not do their math correctly, they did not add God into the equation, they cost a whole generation of Israelites their destiny. For 40 years, they ended up wandering in the wilderness. For 40 years, the destinies of a full generation of people all perished without being fulfilled because 10 spies didn't do their math correctly. They didn't say themselves, plus God can wipe out that army. They just said themselves, against that army, we lose. So, <clears throat> when you're raising children, you need to help them to see that, th that it's not them against the world. It's them plus God against the world. And if they have that attitude, there is nothing that they can't do. They will be able to accomplish amazing things. And I can t just tell you, um, I'm living proof of this. Because here for my daughter to go from the point where she had 80 uh, interns by the time she was 20, but when she was 20, she decided to move away from home. She wanted to go to Nashville to get more involved in fashion photography and, and to shoot the stars. You know, she wanted to meet, not meet, but she wanted to, to shoot um, music artists and stuff like that. And she, she was down there for a couple of years and she shot a few um, bigger names. And then, um, but one day she was at a party and she met a particular girl named Taylor Swift. And uh, when, when Sarah was at, you know, she called me the next day. She said, Dad, I, I met Taylor Swift last night. She asked for my phone number. And um, I said, right away, compassion rose up in my heart for Taylor. Uh, that I said, Sarah, this, I said, she could actually have a real friend. I said, if you keep money out of this, she could actually have a real friend. I said, basically, because most likely everybody around her is paid to be nice to her. And if they're not nice to her, they get fired and they're not even allowed to be around her. I said, but if you keep business out of this, I said, you'll be able, to, she'll be able to have a real friend. 
I said, just be a real friend to her. And so that's what she had. And so they would hang out a lot. Um, and then um, after a couple of years, you know, Taylor asked her to, to shoot a Christmas party. And she's like, I'll pay. And Sarah's like, you will not. This will be a Christmas present. And so, you know, she, Sarah shoots this this uh, Christmas party for her. And then uh, at Christmas time, you know, when it was right before Sarah came home for Christmas, uh, Taylor invited her over and she gave her a big stack of presents. Uh, anyway, uh, time goes by and then Taylor's like, Sarah, I love your work. I'd love you to shoot my next album. So Sarah ended up shooting Taylor Swift's Red album. And then she did the 1989 album. And it was pretty powerful, the fact that Sarah's mindset was that, yes, she could, of course, do this. She had already won battles and experienced great victories since the time she was 16. And the cool thing was that Sarah finished her Taylor Swift shoot on um, May 11th of, uh, what was it, uh, 2012. Yeah, that was her first Taylor Swift shoot. Because she called me on my birthday. My birthday is May 11th. And she called me at night it was a, and, and on my birthday and told me it was my 50th birthday. She told me what, how it went. And, you know, when Sarah left our house, when she moved away, I the last thing I said to her was, go get them, tiger. And so uh, that was from that movie, that uh, Spider-Man movie where, you know, the girl had left her wedding and then went and found Spider-Man. And so they were up in his apartment and then they were about to kiss. And all of a sudden he hears a siren going off and uh, she says to him, go get him, Tiger. And he jumps out the window and goes to uh, save the day. Right. So I tell Sarah when she's pulling out of our driveway, when she's 20 years old, I said, go get him, Tiger. Well, that was a uh, strong motivator. She knew that her parents believed in her. She knew that she had, the deck was stacked in her favor. She had the favor of God on her. She said, Dad, for sure I'm not the best photographer around. She goes, there's so many other people who are so much better than me. But she said, I know it's God's favor on me that is causing me to get these jobs and stuff. Well, that's awesome. Okay, so here um, she had the confidence to walk into these situations and do all of these different jobs. I mean, she shoots for Hollister. She she's done Pharrell Williams. She's done just all these amazing people, Tori Kelly and uh, Megan Trainer. She's shooting all these amazing artists and she's doing a great job. And people love her work. Well, Sarah is extraordinarily gifted. But Sarah was homeschooled all the way through. As a matter of fact, um, we just when she was coming into high school, or no, when she was getting ready to go to college or thinking about college, we went to a homeschool conference, and they asked this question. And Sarah was there when they asked this question. They said, do you think your child would be, would be better off with four years of college education or four years of business ownership. And Sarah was like, well, for, for sure, four years of business ownership is going to be better for me than four years of college. And so that's what she did. 
and she just continued to grow her business. It was amazing. And I coached her through it all, you know, uh, getting the interns and just building the business and, and the weddings and all the different things. And God kept providing all of the help that she needed all along the way. This was a beautiful, beautiful thing. But if the child compares themselves to the world, they are looking at the wrong place for their standard. Your child is not to live according to the standards of the world. Your child is to live according to the standards of who God gifted them to be. Well, Joe, then I need a discovery process. Yes, you do. There's nothing wrong with doing some, uh, some assessments, right? Uh, I used to read a book when I was younger. My parents gave me this one called What Color Is Your Parachute? Well, they since then have new tests. There's a DISC profile, D-I-S-C. There's people who get into the Enneagram. There's people who do the Myers-Briggs type indicator, MBTI. Uh, there's people who go into all these different types of, like a strengths finder. That's a great one. Well, all, all of them have their place, right? But getting, learning your self-definition, learning who you are, helps you to establish the standards for your life. Because the standards should be different for you than, um, than it is for everybody else. You're not trying to just get just equal with everybody else. You, you've got to come up to the level of who God created you to be. Those ten spies, because of their negative attitude, and they said, I can't do it, they stopped an entire generation from fulfilling their destiny. Friends, this is extraordinarily important. I hope what I'm sharing with you today is encouraging. I want to keep this one short. Uh, just because this is an off-the-cuff uh, off type of presentation. I'm still sitting in my car here, uh, having driven the girls home from, or driven the girls to school. But I want to tell you that this is a big deal. Don't compare yourself to the world. Compare yourself to your potential. Compare yourself to the gifting. Compare yourself to the Word of God. Those are the comparisons you should make, not not trying to achieve what the world achieves. That's silliness. Okay? So, my friends, I'll leave you with that, but let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for all of my friends who are listening. Bless them. Help them to hear your voice. Lord, I ask you to nurture them by your Spirit. Uh, reveal their potential to them. Show them what you want to do and how you want to bless and, and move in their lives. Lord, I ask you to bless my friends. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, love you, friends. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Joseph Barlow Ministries podcast. This podcast is made possible by our partners. To partner with us, head on over to josephbarlow.com, where you can donate and help us share God's heart for families with the world. And if you want to learn how to hear the voice of God personally, consider taking our Hearing the Voice of God in journaling class. You'll learn to develop an open connection with God and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you through every step of your life. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.